We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, for years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from a conservative perspective. I am your host, Brooke says, conservative patriot, Proud Deplorable, and I'm a columnist on AmericaOutloud.com. You can also read those columns on my website, of course, at BrookTalksAmerica.com. I am here with my co-host, Colonel Jim Warshuk, who is the former Deputy Director for Intelligence at U.S. Central Command. He served on the White House National Security Council, and he currently serves as the Hillsborough County, Florida GOP Chairman. We're going to get into some politics um, later. Later on in the show. So from hot topics to history, you can be sure that if it's happening in America, I will be talking about it. Uh, make sure you connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, email info at brooktalksamerica.com. The website, of course, is brooktalksamerica.com. Read the articles. You can also read Jim's articles on americaoutloud.com as well. And if you'd like to partner with the show and be a sponsor, let me know. Um, you can also listen to podcasts of my show on AM860, The Answer, and, of course, on my website. I also am on Captain's America Third Watch every early morning Tuesday at 5.30 on this station, too. Uh, Colonel Jim is also on Captain Matt's show every Wednesday at 5 a.m. So the early birds are, in fact, getting the worm, and we are ambushing the airwaves with conservative thought, right? <laughs> um, I'm going to be changing the book of the week to the book of the month. Just to be honest with you, I can't really keep up. Uh, I don't read that fast, and I do have a ton of other stuff that I have to read, so we'll just make it one of the for the month. You can be in the Book of the Month Club. Um, it is important, though. You know, I, I do love to read, and, I, and if, you, if you have read any of the books that have been mentioned on the show, please go to my Facebook page and tell me what you think about them. It is important to be reading, you know, really good conservative books, and even sometimes better is to read former liberals who become conservatives to give us ammunition to fight this culture war that we're in with the left. Sometimes former liberals are better, con you know, are, are the best advocates for conservatism, actually. Uh, my article this week is Americans reject the left's new normal scheme, right? They want to have rolling shutdowns. They want to curtail the economy, and Americans are saying no. Even in the dictator states, Democrat states will be getting into some of that in the show. Um, they are reclaiming their right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We are Americans. This is what we do. Okay? We did what you asked, and it's over. It's over. Okay? It's time to open up the country and get back to business. Okay? People are in big, serious financial trouble. So it's time to get back to work and get back to business. Uh, reminder, as I mentioned on the show, for the month of May, I will be featuring one small business and one restaurant each week, which uh, were hurt by the involuntary involuntary shutdown to support them and support our economy so for the there's one week left take advantage of it go uh, you know let me know what your business is or restaurant for this week 
I'm actually going to be talking about all restaurants, and these are some of the my favorite restaurants in the Tampa Bay area. I mentioned Krabby Bill's last week. That's one of my favorites as well. They're back open. Now they're at 50%. The Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. These are small one-owner businesses, okay? So they are the mom and pops. O'Brien's is a franchise, but it is a one-owner franchise. Like, that's their only location. Um, the Latin Grill I've already mentioned in Brandon. In Tampa, yay! Burns and Charlie's are also back open. Thank gosh. Um, the Scrambled Egg in Fishhawk. Crab and Finn in Sarasota. And Fresco's in Lakeland. These are just some of my favorite restaurants. Go on my Facebook and let me know what your favorite restaurants. I will mention them all on the show. I'm telling you. We need to support these businesses. Shop local, shop small, shop American, buy American. This is how we defeat China. They're at war with us. Okay, this is a war. It's not really being talked about like that. We're at war with China. Okay, anyways, um, I have on a special guest on the show this week, Ron Edwards, who also writes... <laughs> We're big, happy America Out Loud family. He also writes for America Out Loud uh, and appears on Captain's America Third Watch as well on this station. And uh, I'm, I wanted to have him on the show to discuss the latest and perhaps the greatest Biden gaffe. There are many, so it's kind of hard to rank them. But I do think that this might be the one uh, that not only is the biggest one, but also is the worst one for him, frankly. Uh, and again, there are so many. But this one is really blowing up the Internet. So before we start, here are a couple of clips to set the table. It's because they want your running mate to be a black woman. I don't know if you saw the op-ed in the Washington Post by some of the leading black women voices in this country. And they feel since black women are such a loyal voting block and black people saved your political life in the primaries this year. They have things they want from you. And one of them is a black woman running mate. What, what do you say to them? What I say to them is that I'm not acknowledging anybody who is being considered, but I guarantee you there are multiple black women being considered. Multiple. Well, you know, Thanks so much. That's really our time. I apologize. You can't do that to black media. You I can't do that to white media and black media because my wife has to go on at 6 o'clock. Okay. Oh, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. Cause I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African American yeah. who is articulate and bright and and, and clean, nice looking guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's that's a storybook, man. So, as you heard there, those are the clip of what Biden said, in which I'm going to be discussing with Ron, and also the clip of him talking about Obama as being the first clean, articulate African-American, okay? So as we get into, you know, as you ponder those two little nuggets, think about what that what, what he said there, okay? I want to welcome you to the show, Ron. Thanks for coming on. How did you enjoy that, uh, that clip from Corn Pop Hairy Legs? <laughs> well, uh, you know... Considering that he, he, he thought that uh, Ali Obama was the first, I guess, and the only clean and articulate. I think he mentioned that he was articulate as well. Yeah. Uh, black American. That just shows you, um, I don't know, the mentality of uh, Mr. Uh, Joe Biden. 
And this latest little crack that he made that uh, if you're not voting for him or supporting him, basically you're not black. What a what a what a foolish comment. But you know what? There's a positive side to that reality. The reality is finally I've been waiting literally for many years for something that the Democrats would do or say that would ignite uh, um, you know, a wave, a tidal wave of black Americans um, against uh, what they're doing, uh, something that would be a slap across their face. Maybe they will wake up this time uh, and stay awake to the reality that uh, the Democrats have been using, basically pimping black Americans for many, many years, uh, especially since the FDR get the man out of the house um, era for uh, a stipend for the black female. So it, it's it's been a long time coming, and so um, thank you know thank God because uh, the Democrats have done so much damage to the Black American community. Um, they they totally destroyed the Black American family. They destroyed the Black community economy. Uh, for yep. example, Brooke, in 1954, 40 percent, 42 percent of Black Americans owned businesses. Guess how many? or what the percentage is now of black Americans that own businesses. Not that many, I assume. <laughs> Not nearly that many, 3%. Yeah. Wow. And we're, supposed, and we're supposed to be more free now than we than back in 1954. Well, I don't know. Abortion, you know, everything negative has multiplied since the bastardized rights movement. You all know it as the civil rights movement. Um. And the and the family, the unwed mother rate was actually high. The the two parent family was actually higher in the black community than in the white community before the Great Society legislation. Now it's like seventy five percent. This is after Democrats have gotten you know fifty years of having the black vote for them, black Americans vote for them. Isn't that great? Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> You know, see, the black community, what people don't realize was basically a petri dish um, for the leftists to learn how to destroy uh, America as a whole. Back in the earlier part of the 20th century, they wanted to destroy America through communism. They couldn't. There's too many Americans, both black and white. Uh, there were three things that the uh, socialist pigs were just, which just drove them crazy. One, uh, Americans, black and white, loved their families very tight-knit. Two, they all loved to work. Three, they loved their God. And they knew in order to extract Americans from those three elements, then they would be in a position to socialize or bring socialism to the fore politically in this country. And uh, that's where we're at now. And so that's why President Trump was elected to kind of thwart that, uh, that, that, that kind of movement in this country. Well, and I don't think people know that very much, you know, that history that you mentioned. Um, I would suggest, you know, you and I have talked about this, that they read Burgess Owen's book, Liberalism, which will give a really incredible background on the founding of the NAACP, the Talented Tenth, and the what you talked about so, you know, clearly is that socialism it was not talked about in that kind of way, but that's really what it was. And it's you're right. It really has taken a hold and been incredibly damaging in the black community, particularly. And now it's just it's just all over. I mean, all communities, the unwed mother rate and, and you know, 
people people get crazy when you talk about the issue of unwed mother rate, but it's clear the the correlation between single mother families and, and increased crime, increased dropout, and lots of societal problems, and that is just spreading through the entire country, this propagation of, you know, like, remember Murphy Brown, that show? I yes. mean, they're, they're propagating all of these ideas that are anathema to what you mentioned before, which is the Judeo-Christian, two-parent family, just kind of solid values that are the best. Is that always the case? No, but it's the best for children to grow up, up in, no matter who you are, and they want to destroy all of that, you know? Absolutely. And they, they yeah. want to. And my dad, my own dad warned me about the civil rights movement. He was the one that taught me that it was basically the bastardized rights movement because uh, people don't know this, but when Martin Luther King first started out, he did want America to adhere to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and build from there, just like Frederick Douglass did. However, right. these white male liberals traveled in from New York and they went to their old familiar ally, the black women, the, the, the wives of Abernathy and Martin Luther King Jr., and convinced them to first give up their own personal guns because they used to have to protect their, their houses from being bombed by the Democrats who, who wore their white sheets. And they would put crosses on people's home uh, lawns and burn them or bump, blow up their houses. And so the wives did the bidding of the white guys and convinced Martin, if you're really about peace, give up your guns. Well, wow. that was that was so evil, and it, and it is so common, this draconian, asinine coupling of the, of, the, of the liberal leftist white man and the black female. This has been going on against the black man since the, big, since the belly warmer days during slavery. And uh, then these mothers... They call themselves mothers. I just call them breeders. They have these sons. They don't re they raise them in the right way. Then they wonder why these sons are running around doing the things that they're doing. They're not treated right as little boys. They're treated very cruelly and put down verbally. They, the mothers tell them they're nothing. You ain't nothing, boy. You're just like you're no good daddy. And they grow up that way. Well, you what you speak, you know, the Bible talks about what you speak that is what becomes your path in life. You speak negative, that's what you're going to, that's what's going to happen. And so, unlike, for instance, the Jewish community, they always encourage their children. Every Friday, they put the blessing um, over their children. And so, uh, and you see the outcome. You hardly ever see Jewish children or Amish children involved in criminal activity. It happens, but it is very rare because of the encouragement and, yes, when necessary, um, paddling on that little behind when they're little uh, happens when they, they step out of line. So it, 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 it's all in a cruel methodology. But now I see it in the white community where because of indoctrination in government schools, now you have the white students espousing the hatred towards America. Yep. White students running around talking about, it's racist, racist, racist. They're sounding like little black students of 1970. And it's just, and it, can you imagine, Brooke, if this continues, you have the mindset of the white community changed into the mindset of the entire black community, what would America will be like, how weak she will be, and how in, in, internally destructive she shall be, it, it will be a hot mess. 
Yeah, no, and and um, you're so right. It's very, but I think you know, you and I have talked about this. I think that there's something, that, an amazing thing happened, and I and it and in my opinion, it started with when Trump, you know, in his way, you know, he's such a gangster. <laughs> he's like, what the hell do you have to lose to the you know to the black community? And it's like. The frank talk, you know, one of the things that Trump, he doesn't, um, you know, you, you, everybody knows about like the show that Biden went on that has caused this drama for him is Charlemagne's show, which is basically Charlemagne is the Al Sharpton of hip hop. If you're a Democrat, you have to go on Charlemagne's show because it's like the biggest urban hip hop you know, show in the world that if you remember, not you, but like the audience, if they remember when Hillary had her hot sauce moment. That was oh, yeah. on that show, right? And so, remember what he, she, he, Charlemagne said to her. He, he asked her what she had in her purse, which means this had to be all scripted. It was the stupidest thing ever. She says hot sauce, and he goes, "Oh, now, now, they're going to think you're pandering." And she actually said, "Well, is it working?" I mean, this is right extraordinary. Then you have, you know, Hillary with the I ain't no ways tired when she's in front of a black audience. You have Biden going, going to put y'all back in chains. And you even have Kamala who goes and says in front, I think it was in Nan with Sharpton. She goes, you know, if it wasn't for voter suppression, Stacey Abrams would be the the governor of Georgia. Now, Kamala is from California. Do they talk like that in California? I don't think so. <laughs> no. no but you see? <laughs> you know, it, it makes it, but see, the thing is, they spent so many years dummying down Americans in general, especially black Americans. They think that they're just totally stupid they just think they think that all of us black americans and now white americans are just total idiots that we will just accept whatever drops out of the back end of the golden donkey and just keep on marching according to their globalist leftist tune but you know that that's about to come to an end for a lot of americans i'm not going to say all but enough for this country to be turned around in this coming uh, upcoming election um, despite the polls that you see on Fox and elsewhere, the Trumpster is going to win, and I do believe that the, the Republicans, conservative Republicans, let me be clear about that, will take back the House. I'm, I'm very confident about that, despite how things may look today. Well, I certainly hope so, and I think that this, you know, you mentioned it, there is, with from Candace, which is the modern, you know, you have Thomas Sowell, you have Walter Williams, you have yourself, you have lots of people, Larry Elder, people that have been talking about this forever, but it's a new era, and the, you know, the, the modern um, black conservative is very sassy, and they are very good on social media, they're snarky, they, they understand, you know, they, they're involved with the culture, instead of, you know, uh, like academia, which is important, but the culture is where those, the war is actually being fought. So they're really, you know, people like Candace and everybody are really good at that. And I think that this situation, if you look on social media, even Democrats are very mad about it. But the there are, I think it's really going to change a lot of people's perception, both about the Democrats and about Trump. And realizing, you know, he never changes the way that he speaks around anybody. He always treats everybody the same, right? He wants people to be and consider themselves Americans, right? And I think that now is is 
a turning point, hopefully, and it doesn't take 100%, right? It can take a certain amount of people that just say, you know what, I'm not really with this Democrat thing. They've been, and, and even, you know, we're coming up a short on time, but even, you know, Kanye has talked about it, as you know, but even Puffy, Puff Daddy came out both last week and this week and said the black vote is not for free. So there will be a reckoning in the Democrat Party, and this may be, I think that this is probably the central issue for the country in really moving forward past its dark history with slavery and racism. You know, there will always probably be racism, but moving in a better direction for America, this may just be the turning point. And I pray to God you're right, Ron, that Trump actually does win, because we're in really precarious times. Absolutely. And um, we, we, I can only believe in that direction. I cannot look at what's going on right now and be afraid of what could happen if Trump loses. I yeah. have to look forward to the positive, and we've got to work very hard like never before because I tell you, Brooke, if – oh, and I hate to even say this. If the Trumpster loses, we all lose big time yeah. because uh, Biden has already said in one of his few uh, awake moments – that he would reverse everything that Trump has done, from the tax cuts to the regulation. He would slap all those regulations back on. In other words, it would go back to the way it was under Ali Obama when we were all depressed, just all messed up and everything. And so we can't – we cannot go back to that uh, because we want to live life to the fullest. Uh, God meant this nation to be great, and he meant us to be great as a people. And um, great people like yourself, you keep doing what you're doing, Brooke. Keep growing and keep telling the truth like you do. And uh, we're, we're going to be fine as Americans, and uh, it's going to be good. Good day ahead. Well, that's a great note to end on, and I want to thank you so much, Ron, for being on the show. Everybody check out Captain Matt's show um, and, and uh, AmericaOutloud.com for his articles. And uh, thanks again, Ron. You have a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, obviously, you know, we're, sell it, we're memorializing the veterans, but you have a crazy governor, so I imagine you're going to have oh. some good, you know, good times, hopefully, in that state where you can find them. So God bless yes, you and have a, have a good weekend. God bless you, too, and uh, thank you so much. See you next take, time. Take care, Ron. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. We're on AM860, The Answer, Salem Media Group, and we will be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up. Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. 
Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com. Take AM860, The Answer, with you wherever you go with our mobile app, TheAnswerTampa.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at Radio.com. To battle is to fight, to struggle, to overcome, and ultimately for the Marine Corps, it means to win. There is no alternative. It's not just a statement of intent. It's a promise to our nation, a promise kept for more than two centuries, a promise of the Marines. The following program was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I am your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim. We're on AM860, The Answer, Salem Media Group. In more insanity from Democrats, because what else do you get from them, right? Mueller's pit bull Andrew Weissman is headlining a virtual fundraiser for Joe Biden, right? Because the $40 million Russia hoax wasn't partisan, of course. And the guy who was really running it, Weissman, hosts a fundraiser for the Democrat presidential candidate. You know that, the, that Mueller was just a figurehead, right? He wasn't actually doing really anything behind you can see from his senate testimony that he didn't even know what was going on it was all weissman and now this guy is headlining for biden the thing was totally political and anybody who says it's not is lying okay or delusional or both uh ice cream nancy's mini me michigan governor whitmow begs michiganders not to travel to their summer home then of course a photo shows up of her cars seen parked outside of her summer home because, of course, I mean, please tell me people are seeing this. She has also, she's really the Wicked Witch. Uh, she has extended her state's stay-at-home order again until June 12th. And apparently, somehow or another, a Michigan court has given her that right. The court ruled that she had, and I quote, operated under the broad powers within her executive authority to extend the state of emergency under the Emergency Powers Act from 1945. The same court said that she had exceeded her her um, power under the Emergency Management Act of 1976, which is another one that she tried to use. So at least, hey, she got one of them, right, to, in order to you know, destroy her state. It's really sad, actually. It's unbelievably sad. Um, it, speaking of Whitmow and the poor state of Michigan, Carl Mankey, who is a very feisty 77-year-old barber of Owasa, Michigan, has defeated Whitmow yet again and is enabled to keep his barbershop open, which is very good news. Uh, in New York City, Mayor de Blasio threatens to shut places down and warn swimmers he will drag them out of the ocean. Yes, he actually said that. Uh, he became enraged. You know, while he's doing whatever he's doing, he became enraged when some New Yorkers were on the sidewalks. They were on the beaches. It's miserable in New York. Can't they have some, you know, time to walk around and have a life? No, you can't because you have Wilhelm Comrade de Blasio in New York City. It's very, very sad. Um, and I'm telling you, the cops that are 
that should refuse to do this, these stupid edicts from these communists. As I mentioned before, you're just making things more dangerous for yourself and other officers that are just out there trying to do their job by going along with this. You should look at that uh, Seattle officer Greg Anderson's video about it. It would enlighten you. Uh, and more Democrat insanity from Illinois, because it's all Democrats, of course. Governor Pritzker withdrew his insane emergency rule that uh, criminalized business owners that violated their stay-at-home order the, for a reopening against his orders, this would have actually carried $2,500 fine. These are fines that are happening all over the country, actually, which is just completely unbelievable. Um, but thankfully, that was, you know, he rescinded that, uh, and that's just, you know, he's, he's, remember, he also sent his family to Florida. So these are the Democrats. And for one that is closer to home, because we can't get enough of Nanny Castor here in Tampa, because, of course, she was pictured giving blood in a very small – if you've ever donated blood in one of the buses, it's very small and very cramped. She was in there not wearing a mask, giving blood. I don't even know why – I don't know why she actually allowed her picture to be taken, but it was. Remember when she voted to give you a curfew? And to, to require masks? Yes. Oh, yes, you do. Yes. This is always what's good for thee, but not for me with Democrats and liberals. Okay. And not only that, but when she didn't get her way, she tried to force Publix and other stores to enforce masks. Okay. She's not wearing. When is she up for re-election? I might ask. I have to check on that. we got to get her a little primary challenger, don't we? Um, you know, I know this gets super redundant, but some people actually don't see the hypocrisy of these Democrats. Okay, people are elected to represent you, but instead they rule over you like tin pot dictators. And at the same time that they're fining and imprisoning, imprisoning uh, American citizens just for wanting to work and feed their families, right, you're going to jail. They're letting out criminals and then giving taxpayer money to illegals. All they want is power. That's all they've shown. Look at Ron DeSantis. He, has, he, did a, he did a shutdown for the state, but he has tried to offer maximum freedom. I'll say it over again. They want power. They want to hurt Trump, and they want power. And they'll do anything they can to get it. They only give small pieces of it away, again, back to its rightful owners because you complain. That's what happens. They don't like when you complain, right? But when these, you have to remember in November when any of these tyrants is up for re-election and remind them with your vote that they work for you, not the other way around. They seem to have forgotten that, but you need to remind them. Um, just want to talk, give a little bit about China before I want to talk with Colonel Jim on what's latest, the latest going on with Flynn and also with the Hillsborough GOP. Here's a little clip I want you to listen to. We are at war with China. We're not in a shooting war yet. Hopefully we are never going to be in one. But we are, in fact, in economic war with China and, and cyber war. We've been – but it's you know just coming to fruition and people are starting to realize. Here's a little clip about what China is actually doing. Okay, they're, they're investigating the China, the uh, colleges and institutions and these Confucius centers. But China knows what it's doing. It's, it's operating now – propaganda but listen to this clip 
on how they're using our systems against us, which in fact will remind you of the Democrats. And I'll put the full clip, this is a part of it, I'll put the full clip on our Facebook. The Chinese Communist Party has a saying when it comes to their warfare, psychological warfare operations and other forms of subversion. Strangle you with your own systems. In other words, observing how different countries operate, what is controversial within their systems, how does their system function, how can we use those systems to twist things around, to cause chaos, to mess things up, to use it against them. You say you believe in free speech? We'll have protests in your own backyard calling you out. You say you believe in free press? Well, we'll start up state-run media in your country, and we'll use those state-run media to lie to your population, to spread our propaganda. That's what they do. You believe in free markets? How about we bring state-run companies that can sell below cost and put your companies out of business and take over your industries? That's what they're doing, right? Strangle you with your own systems. And what is controversial in the United States? What is most controversial? Racism. This race narrative, they know they can use it. They've been doing it for a very long time. And as of right now, there, there have been arrests of Chinese nationals in the American universities in Harvard, Kansas, former West Virginia University, Professor Tennessee, and Arkansas. This is a big deal, and it needs to be stopped. Thankfully, some Republican senators are working on that. You are listening to Brook Talks America. I am your host, Brooke Says. We're here with Colonel Jim on AM860, The Answer on Salem Media Group. We will be right back to talk about Flynn, Grinnell, and all of the new things that are happening along that front, as well as what's happening in the Hillsborough GOP to help elect Republicans. Vote red all the way. Okay? We'll be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has lost a tirade today against the nation's justice system as he arrived to court for the first uh, for the first day of his corruption trial. He accuses police and prosecutors of conspiring to depose him. Netanyahu's comments open what is sure to be a tumultuous period for Israel as he becomes the country's first sitting prime minister ever to go on trial. North Korean state media says leader Kim Jong-un has convened a key military meeting to discuss bolstering the country's nuclear arsenal. He's also putting the country's strategic armed forces on a high alert. It's his first public appearance in about three weeks. Police in Hong Kong have fired tear gas and water cannon at protesters in a popular shopping district. They don't like plans for a new Chinese security proposal that would affect the city. This is SRN News. 2085. The Archdiocese of New York is planning for a phased-in reopening during the coronavirus outbreak. Its five-stage plan uses protocols developed with the advice of medical professionals to help safeguard worshipers. The first stages envision the resumption of private prayer and confessions, followed by the celebration of baptisms and marriages with attendance limited to 10 people, according to a summary. All priests in the diocese will also be tested weekly for the virus. The plan comes as New York prepares to resume religious gatherings of up to 10 people. International Christian Concern is trying to raise awareness of Pakistan's blasphemy laws, which are perhaps the most draconian in the world. 
ICC has released a statement pointing out that, quote, in addition to the threat of false accusations and severe judicial punishments, communal violence and extrajudicial murders have become a regular feature in the aftermath of non-Muslims being accused of blasphemy in Pakistan. This is SRN News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've taken supplements and vitamins for many, 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 many years, and mm-hmm. I've never tried anything that works like this does. Within the first two or three months is when I started noticing a boost of energy. I mean, I just don't need as much sleep. I used to always be tired. I mean, every morning I'd wake up feeling like I never slept, and now it's like I'm waking up at 5 or 5.30 in the morning. It's like I'm wide awake, and I'm good to go. So... That part is unbelievable, and I'm not dragging by the end of the day either. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So I've been sharing it with everyone I know. (laughs) I swear by this stuff. It really, really works. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code RESULTS. Your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Mostly cloudy today with a thunderstorm in parts of the area for the afternoon, high 85. Remaining mostly cloudy through the night with a late night shower or thunderstorm around low 72. Tomorrow, watch for flooding on streets and poor drainage areas with thunderstorms heavy late in the day. Otherwise, mostly cloudy with a high for Memorial Day around 80. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Kevin Snyder for AM860, The Answer. The following program was pre recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at AmericaOutloud.com. Here's Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. We're here with Colonel Jim, and we're on AM860, The Answer, Salem Media Group. And in this segment of the show, I want to turn to Colonel Jim to tell us what's been going on this past week. But first, I want to have, have you listen to this um, phone call of Joe Biden's leaked phone call with the former Ukrainian president. And Jim's going to talk about what's going on with this. And also going uh, the leading national security issue and what's been going on with General Flynn, the Federal Court of Appeals, Susan Rice's email, and also FBI Director Chris Ray investigation. So we're going to listen to this little clip and then Jim is going to take on from there. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and and, and clean and nice-looking guy. I mean, that's a storybook, man. Okay, go ahead, Jim. Okay, well, with with Biden, you know, we heard last year all about Biden's involvement, him and his son, with Ukraine, and then it kind of died down after the U.S. House of Representatives Committee investigating really didn't get anywhere with that, you know, and people were calling it Ukraine Gate and all kinds of other things. But suddenly in the last week or so, a audio of a phone call between Joe Biden and the former president of Ukraine uh, surfaced, and it pretty much outed Biden and everything he was doing. And it was actually uh, the phone call was from Biden on on board Air Force Two with the president of 
Ukraine at the time. So it opens up everything of Biden's involvement and what he was doing with Ukraine, which runs counter to everything that uh, the Democrats were saying. So, you know, this is going to be some really key, interesting things coming out in this. Uh, I'm sure the Republicans are going to press the issue on this right now. Uh, if You know, you also remember, uh, you know, Biden's phone call uh, before, and there was a lot of jokes made about it where, you know, they were giving them the ultimatum and he joked about um, the billion dollars being fired. Yeah. You know, yeah. remember that that was that's all tied to this. So, you know, Biden's going to have to eat his words on this. And of course, you know, it's more uh, about Biden lying and more about Biden's incompetence and how he deals with issues. So that's that's pretty much it on that. There'll be maybe he more. should be maybe he should be impeached, huh, Jim? <laughs> absolutely absolutely i mean for the for the things that are going on more and more is coming out on on all of this so um with regard to to general flynn where are we well uh if you go back about a month or not quite uh we had uh judge sullivan uh turning this over to a uh a second judge judge gleason and basically, was this was a re- result of Sidney Powell, who uh, submitted a request for it to be uh, ended, for this to, this case to go no longer, you know, not go any further. And so he he played that card, which was totally, uh, if you want to say, illegal, because there's really no such practice to do that. Once the Justice Department terminated the case, says we're not going to go forward. The prosecutor was. Uh, stepped away from it. There's no, there's nothing to, to prosecute. And Judge Sullivan decided, well, I'll prosecute myself with Judge Gleason. Uh, now this week, Sidney Powell once again went to the U.S. Uh, Court of Appeals, the Washington D.C. Circuit, and again called for the, the case to be dropped. And the D.C. Court of Appeals came back this week, late this week, and said to the judge, you have 10 days to explain yourself. And also, the Justice Department gets to put its two cents in, so to speak, on this. So in the next and just few days... A, just a reminder, now, right? So the Supreme Court just voted 9-0 to zero with the opinion written by Ginsburg, who's a hard leftist, on this very issue about amicus briefs. Absolutely. And that, you know, that's going to play into this heavily, and so Judge Sullivan has got to explain himself to the Court of Appeals by June 1st, and at the same time, the Justice Department gets to weigh in with its two cents. So, you know, you're going to have William Barr and his, uh, you know, attorneys who are also going to 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 counter this. So, you know, there's the likelihood that this potentially could be thrown out once and for all, uh, and it kind of um, subverts Judge Sullivan's effort. He he had set a new hearing date on this for for General Flynn uh, way out on July 16th. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens here. In the meantime, we have Susan Rice's notorious email to herself that she wrote on 20 January 2017 at about 12.15 p.m., which means 
Donald Trump was now president. She was no longer the national security advisor. And she wrote that email to herself on a NSC server, and that became property of the Trump administration. That was kind of a faux pas, I think, on herself, not realizing maybe that um, that was going to become property of the Trump administration uh, since the president. Because everybody writes letters to themselves, right? Well, that's, so crazy. that's the other big joke. Why would she do that? Was it a uh, a mea culpa? Was it something to cover herself yes. after the fact? So I say yes on that. And I I really don't. I really think she didn't realize that it was going to become property of the the Trump administration. Not thinking maybe she was a little slow getting that email out. Maybe it should have been posted at eleven fifty nine a.m. Uh, to make it effective in that sense. Well, that email has now showed that she is once again a liar, as we've seen before. Remember Benghazi, where she made the Sunday morning uh, talk show circuits, and she denied everything. So she has got a lot of explaining to do. Well, her first uh, recourse this past week was she's, she went out and said she wanted to see all the documents that were collected, all the all the FISA material from the phone calls where NSA, under the direction of Barack Obama, listened in on uh, Mike Flynn's phone calls with the Russian ambassador. So all that's going to start coming out, and that's going to reveal a lot, too. And I can tell you, uh, I've seen a lot of that material, and it's going to reveal uh, how innocent and how to me, it really shows what a, an effective, smart guy Mike Flynn was in his discussions with the ambassador, doing what he needed to do as part of the transition, but not stepping on anything that the Obama administration had put in place by policy. So I think she's uh, she's going to have some more explaining to do on that, uh, let alone the information that comes out with regard to uh, the misuse and abuse of the FISA system. So, uh, on I that note, next... I just want to remind everybody, too, that Brennan and Clapper lied to Congress. Clapper lied about NSA spying on Americans. Brennan lied to Gowdy on using the Steele dossier being uh, the Steele dossier being used as the foundation for the investigation, which it was not. So they have all been lying all the way around. And explain what the law firm is. The, the correlation between the law firm, Flynn's law firm, his original one before the hero, Sidney Powell, and Obama. What's a little interesting factoid about that? Well, the interesting factoid about <laughs> that, one of the members of that law firm is a guy by the name of Eric Holder, who was Obama's oh, you don't first say. attorney general. So uh, when it became the realization was there that Flynn's old law firm was actually working against him which put him in the situation where uh, he was forced to protect his son because the, the FBI was putting the screws to him and saying that they were going to go after his son's law firm and they were going to prosecute his son. What was a father to do, but he's going to protect his son. And he basically uh, said he lied about everything. Well, we're going to go back and we're going to see that that wasn't the case because there was no lie to lie to whatsoever or to, uh, you know, fall on your sword and say I lied because the FBI made it all up. And that was the role played by uh, McCabe and, and um, 
and his people who went to the White House to interrogate, so to speak. It was an interrogation of Mike Flynn. So he, there was nothing to lie to. He just did it for the for the fact that he was thought he was protecting his son. It, it was a setup from the from the beginning, as as we can see. There was no reason whatsoever. Just like the Russia uh, uh, scandal, uh, RussiaGate, whatever you want to call it, it's it's all going to come out. Oh no! I think we lost Jim. Oh my goodness. Um... Just so that you know, listeners, please, is that we are all doing this remotely, and we it's been wonderful for the most part, but sometimes we have technical difficulties, and this is obviously one of those times. So I want to thank you, Jim, Colonel Jim, for being on the show. We will have to discuss the politics in Hillsborough County next week, which means you just have to stay tuned. You are listening to Brooke Talks America. I am your host, Brooke Says, on AM860, The Answer, and I have a little... Memorial Day message with you, uh, for you to leave you with as we go into the weekend. God bless you all. As we close out the show, uh, wanna, you know, we remember that it's Memorial Day weekend, which is not about mattress sales or barbecues, right? Even though those things are nice. It's about remembering our fallen heroes, those who've paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms. And as for me, Though they'll never get a parade or a flag, you know, flag waving ceremony. I personally also remember the warriors who have fought valiantly abroad, but who lost their fight at home uh, and have committed suicide. I know one family with three children, one of whom was killed abroad in Afghanistan and another who killed herself two years later because she was so heartbroken over her brother's death that she committed suicide. These are the people we need to remember and keep in our prayers this weekend. Uh, So no doubt you're going to be exploding with energy to indulge in your beautiful American freedom after being so cloistered from the shutdown. Enjoy your weekend. Okay, whether at the beach, fishing, barbecuing, whatever it is that you're doing alone with your families. But please, I ask you to make sure that you take a moment to reflect on what this day and this weekend is really about. And indeed, um, that every day for some is Memorial Day, every single day. They're grieving their loved ones. And now, as well as those uh, families who are grieving the victims of the coronavirus. Okay, salute that beautiful flag. So I want to leave you with the most beautiful and moving 24 notes ever in honor of the fallen. And may we never, ever forget their sacrifice nor that of their families. And may God continue to bless America. You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. Connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. By Twitter, at Talks America. 
And listen next Saturday night at 8 for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.